red in that beard too. I like it. There's some white in there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, red and white. That'll happen. See, when you can't grow a beard on TV, you don't know what it's gonna look like. You know, maybe a vacation, even just a week growing it out, is not the same as you know a couple months here. So. WCIA 3-in-1 podcast, a familiar face back in the studio today. Well, kind of. If you're watching us, Craig Schoet with a beard. Is it itchy? How you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, I've got past the itchy stage of the beard okay. for a couple weeks. Um, I I actually myself touched a razor for the first time this morning. I trimmed it wow. Up, it Was the, just for the podcast? Just for the podcast. Just for the podcast. Look at I this. Had, production quality. I got my hair cut last week for the first time since January. Um, and, and with the haircut, I had him shape up the beard a little bit. Okay. And I just went along with his lines. So I haven't fully shaved since May 8th, the day before my last day. All right. And well. it has been glorious. <laughs> the post-TV life for yeah. Craig Schott. Uh, give us a sense of what you're doing now and um, how you're enjoying life after TV. Yeah, I kind of kept it under wraps where I was going, but it's really not that big of a deal. I'm working at the U of I at the Geese College of Business doing some marketing for them. And uh, it's been nice to get away from uh, the hectic life that is sports and news for a little bit. Um, it's helped that there's nothing really going on with the sports world. So I haven't missed any games or like training camps or any of the important stuff. But uh, it's been nice to slow down and spend some more time and get some weekends with family and friends and and do some uh, what I can with all the COVID stuff going on. All right. A little red in that beard, too. I like it. <laughs> There's some white in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Red and white. That'll happen. <laughs> See, when you can't grow a beard on TV, you don't know what it's going to look like. You know, maybe a vacation, even just a week growing it out is not the same as, you know, a couple months yeah. here. So, yeah. Well, Marley's on vacation. She's in Florida. We hope to get her back at some point. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> COVID free. We'll see, Marley. Uh, but. We're happy to have Craig in studio today. We're going to talk about uh, quite a bit here, what seems to always catch up by the end of the week. Illinois moves into phase four today of Governor Pritzker's Restore Illinois plan. What that means for sports, especially for U of I sports, as we think about football first and foremost, but then men's basketball too, because I don't think it's too early to start talking about men's basketball. Of course, that's what everyone wants to talk about, and Brandon Lieb committing yesterday to the Illini. We'll chat about that as well. The IHSA return of phase four. They're still waiting. Are we going to get high school football back? I think that's front and foremost for everyone on their mind. And then I want to get Craig's thoughts on Major League Baseball, too, because it comes to a deal this week with the Players Union, and nobody loves baseball uh, more than Craig, maybe other than his current co-worker now, Aaron Bennett, <laughs> playing fantasy baseball. Are you more excited to get baseball back or fantasy baseball back? Well, I am in a fantasy baseball league with Aaron Bennett, and that one is postponed. We are not, oh, you're not doing we're anything We're not doing year. a fantasy baseball league Breaking news. with Bennett. I am also in one with my buddies, and we just decided yesterday it's a keeper league, um, but we're going to put that on hold, and we're just going to do a one-season thing with us. Um, no keepers, no trades, okay. like nothing like that. So there will be a little fantasy baseball for me this year, but not as much, and it's going to be kind of nice because, as Brett knows, that takes over my whole oh, summer. <laughs> it's crazy. That's why I don't play fantasy baseball. It's not that I don't like fantasy baseball or anything or baseball in general, but it just takes so much yeah. time. It's every day. You've, you've got to check it, right? Yeah. And I'm not in that kind of uh, time frame with three kids at home and everything else. So I love it. Uh, that's good. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in here. Let's 
talk phase four Illinois today with Governor Pritzker's Restore Illinois plan. And for me, it's another step forward. While some states across the country are taking a step back today, what I read, 9,000 positive tests in Florida. I'm hoping Marley's not one of them, that she can come back, be on the podcast next week. She hadn't been home in a long time, so she wanted to take an opportunity to get home, and I encourage that. Hopefully she's laying on a beach somewhere right now as we tape here on Friday at 2.46 on June 26th. But overall, this allows restaurants to open back up inside seating. We talked a lot, Craig, when you were on the podcast here in April and May about how this was going to affect everything, how you would feel about all of this. And I'm curious today, does this change anything? Are you at a mind today where the governor says, okay, well, now this is all acceptable. Are you going to go do those things? For me, I mean, I'm, I'm still worried. I know our numbers in, in this state, in Illinois, have been really good, and that's probably because Prisker was so strict in the first three months with it. Um, but me personally, I, I, I'm still worried. We're not past this. Um, uh, it's great for the businesses. I'm happy that they're starting to get some income and, and be able to get some patrons in there and all that stuff. But, um, I feel like some of the country's acting like this is over and it's not near over and some places it's getting worse. Yeah. And I think that's going to be expected, right? And just relating it back to sports, you know, with the NBA players testing positive, Major League Baseball players testing positive, golfers on the PGA Tour testing positive, you know, this Muhammad outbreak that we saw at the the prom thing, you know, the unofficial prom. Like, all of these things are going to happen, right? In my eyes, we're going to see tests that are going to come back positive. One, we're testing more. But two, when people start getting back together – this is going to spread. So for me, I really enjoyed uh, what Jay Monahan said for the PGA Tour commissioner yeah. this week. He just said, look, we can't let this stop us from what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to follow our protocols. We're going to continue to do what we do, and that's play golf tournaments until these numbers get so big where I just think right. you have to shut it down. Yeah. But are we going to see a Rudy Gobert effect here again on March 11th where you know they just cancel everything? One test cancels everything. I mean, I don't think we can live in that world where it's like, okay, well, one test. We're done. That's it. I mean, you'll never restart your life again, period. But it's also this balance. And I was talking with Kevin Lighty, our chief meteorologist the other day. Like, where is that balance? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think everyone's got their own feelings about that. Right. Not one's not right, wrong or indifferent. Maybe other than that lady in Florida who was on Twitter yesterday (laughs) going crazy about telling all those people or whatnot. That's a different story for a different day. But, you know. Everyone has to make that assumption for their sel- themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. You shouldn't right. tell me how to feel. Right. But you get that sense if you do go outside without a mask on, you get those judgment feels or whatever yeah. else people looking at you. You know, Do I really want to wear a mask? Is it safe to go outside without it? I don't know. I don't have all these answers. Right. But I do know that like we can't live in this world where – you know, we're just in fear all the time. Or one positive test should cause us to, like, freak out. Right. You can't live scared, um, especially when we've been in quarantine or semi-quarantine since March. I mean, right. the, the country can't be shut down for that long. So we need to start to get out from it. And neither of us are scientists, but those are saying those that are are saying that masks are important. Yeah. And that, that that's the main way that this is spreading. So um, if you have a mask on and the people around you have a mask on, you should feel a little more comfortable. But um it's nice to see us getting somewhat back to normal. I just think we're going to have to live with those positive tests as they come and, and until and hopefully they don't uh, spike again like they had a couple months ago. And even in sports, right? I mean, okay, the NBA has its bubble, right? And our Tim Sinclair, we showed you this week, is going to go down there. Yeah. It's really cool. I completely expect in that bubble to there be positive tests. Yeah. You know, with the PGA Tour, uh, what was it? Brooks Kepka's caddy went to a 
funeral in Florida, came back with the virus. You know, that's what it was. Just a quick little trip. You're around other people at a funeral of all places, you know, and you want to pay respects to the dead. But that's what ended up costing, you know, Brooks Kepka and his brother who had qualified yeah. for the tournament on a Monday qualifier, which is great in itself. Would have been cool to see the two brothers in the tournament, you know, but it's like those types of things. Are those people going to follow the protocol? You know, are you going to be able to stay in your bubble? I have a hard time believing, and I was joking with Tim about this earlier this week, that all those NBA players are going to, quote, stay yeah. in the bubble. You know, where does Major League Baseball come back? And what kind of, like, they can't have a bubble with baseball, right? Yeah. Like, with all these teams. They're, going, they're playing at their own stadiums, right? Right. Yeah. But that's, that's not a bubble. You know, right. maybe the postseason you can have some, some yeah. bubble if there's, what was there going to be? Um, 16 teams in the postseason. Nothing's changed, right? So, like, I think it's, I think it's 16. I didn't even look at the proposal to be honest. 12 or 16. Look at Craig. He's not in sports. <laughs> I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, I don't like that on Twitter. I don't have to read it. <laughs> I, I'm somewhat jealous of that. Um, but nothing's going to change out of that. So, can you take all those teams and put them in a bubble? Even if they are in a bubble, mm-hmm. is anything really going to change? There's still going to be positive tests. How do you move forward after that? You know, in my eyes, it's like, hey, let's not freak out about a positive test. Let's just accept it for what it is put those people in quarantine you hope that contact tracing and all of that helps you know i don't know i don't have all the answers but i do know that sports are never going to return in the next foreseeable future if one test shuts it down yeah right that's why i just appreciated commissioner monahan's statements earlier this week about hey look we're gonna proceed here you know we we can't just stop shutting everything down or freaking out after one positive test or four right. positive tests like they had. Right. I don't know. I don't have all the answers here, but just things that, you know, we think about that look for sports sake. Uh, and, and look, it's bigger than sports, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we all know. That doesn't mean that we don't want sports back any less though. Right. That's kind of how I view it, you know, especially with baseball. And, you know, we'll talk about that coming up here. All right, let's talk about the future of football though, especially at Illinois, because this phase four that governor Pritzker enacts today allows there to be fans for college and pro sports in the state of Illinois. That means Illinois football and Memorial Stadium can host 20% of fans, which is about a little more than 12,000. 12,134 was the number I came up with. And I'm not exactly sure here if this includes the suites Mm. or just all season tickets like in the bowl. Are the suites separate? I'm not sure. The total number would be 12,134 for Memorial Stadium at 20% capacity. But like I said, I don't know if those suites count for that. Because they're kind of by themselves? Yeah, like you have a separate entrance. I'm not sure how that works. You know what I mean? Like you're away from the general fan. You're inside too. Mm -hmm. I know, is that a different, right? And I hadn't really thought about that before. But, you know, you're in a confined space there in the suites. Is that going to be different in that sense? I did read in Pritzker's proposal, which was pretty long, by the way, for sports. It was like six pages long. Um, of things outlined in there, including no tailgating, which was the biggest story for me because so many people love to go to Memorial Stadium to tailgate. So you're not going to be able to do that as of right now. But in the sweet literature in there, it did say that you still have to maintain social distancing within that suite. Mm -hmm. So um, we've only been in the suites a few times. I think we've taped some things in there over the years. But it's not like I've been to a game in the suites. You know, I'm not the brass here at WCIA. (laughs) They get those tickets or, you know, lighty getting those from – you know the higher ups here or whatnot he always likes to rub that in our face that we're working and he's in the suite yeah but can they have people in those suites and still be socially distanced i I don't know you know it's i'm not really in a position to say that but 
season ticket holder here, Craig Schott, for <laughs> Illinois football games. You know, now he can't get in free. He's got to pay for his tickets. No media meal, all this kind of stuff. You know, they're not, I don't know if I can get you a pass. Maybe let you back in the press box. You might be out of there, though, pretty quick. I'll take the photog tent under the Yeah, right. You had a hot dog <laughs> now. You'll be ready for those. You don't have to pay for anything. So, you know, you get that media life that you get paid to be there and you get free food. So, you know, Craig, poor Craig here has to go out and buy his own season tickets now. But – you obviously bought season tickets, yeah. so you feel good about going to a game, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. if the right protocols are in place, um, I, I would have no problem sitting in Memorial Stadium if it's me and my party, whoever's with me, and then six feet away or other people. I mean, I would have no problem. Um, so, yeah, I went ahead and bought the tickets and uh, got a couple. Got the emails, the questionnaires, and kind of laying out my options, and we'll see what happens. Um because seating is going to have to change. You're not going to be able to sit in your season tickets that you wanted because likely someone was sitting right next to you. So Yeah. So, yeah. What did you take away from that questionnaire, like things that they were asking? Because there's a big picture in it all, right? I mean, was there a question about tailgating in there? Yes. I, th I think there was some tailgating questions. It, it was like five pages. They covered really? everything. There was, a, there was a lot of questions, and they had every – I think I saw Cassie Arner put that together yeah. with U of I, and she did a really good job laying it out of – kind of you, you kind of got a sense of what they were thinking and and what they're trying to do and seeing if they can do so uh, it was really well put together and it, it was just asking everyone's comfortability of right of attending if they if it was socially distanced or if they're not attending no matter what because they're so scared of this virus and maybe not scared but um, oh, I think people are scared. Of yeah, them. yeah. Especially are the older crowd, right? Yeah. And think how many season ticket holders, especially for basketball, mm -hmm. are fifty-five and over. Yeah, I would say a lot, and yeah. those are the primary concern age groups of the coronavirus, yeah. right? So I, I don't know. I think it's good from U of I standpoint. I would love to see those results, which they're not going to share, <laughs> obviously. But I would love to get a sense of how Alana Nation is reacting to that. You know, I think you're going to have two extremes, right? Yep. And then you're going to have people in the middle, uh, which kind of sounds like how you are. You know, yep. in the middle, if they had no regulations at all, I right? Honestly, I think would that change some people? Because I saw this week Alabama. I think it was. He's planning on having 50, 50 plus thousand well, at Bryant Denny Stadium. That's like, a lot, yeah. That seems like but a lot of people. Holds 115, I don't know if they're 100, are they? are they? I don't know. No, I think they're closer to like 80. I'm not okay. sure. Let me look that up here. Okay. Um, but, you know, still 50,000 people together yeah. is a lot of people. I don't know yeah. if you can be socially distanced. I guess if you're at, you know, Michigan Stadium, that's 100,000. We yeah. both went on that trip, yep. you know, and that's just a bowl, so maybe you could spread it out a little bit more. But that would be 50% capacity. Mm -hmm. Illinois is only 20% capacity. Right. So. You know, I don't, I don't know, especially in Illinois, that's that's certainly not going to happen. They can only get twelve thousand there. If they stick to that twenty percent, and I, I, but without any social distancing rules, I would probably, I would still go, but I would find a spot by myself, like by myself. Sure. Like I wouldn't be told, all right, this is where you're sitting, this is where you can only sit. If there's no rules, I would still go, and I would just sit very top row or yeah. away from wherever people were. They do. I'd Brian Denny has 101,821. Okay. So, so about is, half. Yeah, you were right. That is, that, But that's still half. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable if Memorial mm -hmm. Stadium had half, you know, because it holds 60,000 or thereabouts? I mean, well, about half the people there. Well, that's, that's true. They only get about <laughs> half the people. I was shocked this week, Craig, when I went back and looked at the attendance numbers and studied it a little tweets, bit more. Yeah. So less than 37,000 in back-to-back -back years hasn't happened since World War II. It's crazy. I mean – there was some really good numbers there, even when the teams were bad. Yeah. 
back in the middle 2000s there and then that spiked you know after 2007 season so 2008 they were at 60 like almost 65 plus thousand was your average attendance for home games Mm -hmm. i mean think how much revenue that generates that was my first thought is just the revenue piece of how much illinois is missing out here on season tickets for football or tickets just in general i mean that's a ton of money if you're only drawing thirty-seven thousand on average i mean could it be worse timing too coming off a bowl game getting a little bit of momentum and now you're not going to be able to i mean attendance probably would have gone up right you would have COVID hadn't happened right especially if they're going to start three and oh now i realize we said that last year right (laughs) and that didn't work out thanks eastern michigan right uh and thanks to illinois for playing terrible yeah but you know if they don't go three and zero this year, Craig, if they play the non conference games, if, if, well, that's another question too. If they even play those yeah. non conference games, I mean, I don't know what our over under would be right now for non con games. I I'd probably lean sixty forty to play them to play yeah. at this point, but I think that could shift really easily yeah. the other way, maybe even more here yeah. as we find out. I've heard uh, on the Dan Patrick show multiple times here the last month where you know his sources have been telling him that hey, look, they're just going to be conference only in the Pac twelve and Big Ten, and mm-hmm. hey, look, that would make sense. My question would be in that as we get off topic here, right? But that's okay. <laughs> do you move those non-conference games up? Or do you move the conference games up to where the non-conference would be? Like to start the season sooner? That would make the sen- most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Or do you start later? You know, I think we've seen in the U of I hasn't come out with this yet in its model. Unless Scoops here wants to give us some info. Um, <laughs> about starting earlier or on time but then getting out after the thanksgiving break right we've seen a lot of other schools come out and say that that's what they're going to do so after thanksgiving break the kids aren't coming back on campus yeah they might not even come back until after february you know or like into february before the students come back maybe an online learning for the first couple three or four weeks you know during the peak flu season here Mm -hmm. to where you're eliminating kids on campus and i think that makes a ton of sense but could you move the Big Ten season up, which is usually starts the last weekend in September or thereabouts, yes. would be your first Big Ten game. Yes. And I think this year it's at Rutgers. It's it's the first weekend in October, actually, at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. That's the first uh, non-conference game – or first conference game, sorry, for Illinois. Could you just move that up a month and get the season done? Yeah. Um, I mean, that would make sense to me. Yeah. If, if everything's going well, move that up. Maybe uh, – I don't – it would be – it would. It would be tough scheduling-wise to move the non-conference to the end of the schedule, like flip-flop them. That would probably be yeah, tough. Yeah, but that, I think that would be tough. When do you put your conference title games in there? I think right. that's the question. Right, right, right. Like, could we see conference title games before Thanksgiving even? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that you would take an all-buy-in effect from that. I'm not convinced there's going to be bowl games at this point. You know what I mean? If, if you got th- how many – and heck, what is there, like 30 bowl games or something stupid? No. I mean, it's ridiculous this year. Yeah. They added even more. Yeah. You know, there's probably actually there's got to be more than thirty. Has to be, because I what was there sixty five teams that played in a bowl game last year or whatever. Well, I guess that'd be about thirty. Thirty one, thirty two. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. there's too many. There's way too many. I don't and I. Or could we just eliminate some of those bowl? Could you just right. see maybe the cutoff if you only played conference games? Let's say they play ten games this year, yeah. or it would be nine games. Um, nine or ten games. The cutoff being five or six wins for a bowl. Maybe keeping yeah. the same and then. You know, all those other yeah. bowl games are eliminated. I, I don't know. We're just speculating here. Right. But. There's so many questions still about I, – I, at this point, I just kind of want it to happen and just get games here and right. let it – and just go. Like, I don't even care if there's no postseason. Just play some live sports. Oh, I don't think they care necessarily and, if yeah. the bowls go away. I think yeah. they'll do everything they can to keep the college football playoff. 
Oh yeah, because to. that's so much money yeah. invested in there. The question will be you can do be, that at the same stadium. You can yeah, you could isolate those there, and, yeah. and put a put those players in four teams in a bubble. The question becomes, how is it fair if you know Alabama plays eleven games, but you know let's just say USC plays eight right. or something. Where, how do you pick, right? Like, how does the selection committee pick those four teams? I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's so many things that are still yet to be seen. I'm with you, though, 100%. Let's just get to some games. Yeah. I mean, let's just play something, yeah. right? And that's where I'm at with baseball here this week, finally just coming together. And, yeah. you know, for me, it's a missed opportunity. Like, if they could have been starting next week, mm-hmm. they could have had a full month. Because there's still, Craig, and all of this going to be the first team sport, like big four team sport to come back. Right, because yeah, NBA is not till July thirty one. Yeah, their first games are like the ninth, July ninth for MLB. Say? Yeah, July twenty third or twenty fourth. Oh, twenty third. Okay, but so yeah, that's still going to be them a week. And NBA are both like close to the same yeah. time. Yeah, but the NBA came out with its model a month ahead of time. Right, right. Like, I th- I just think of baseball in that sense, and I'm thinking, I mean, heck, you could have been playing a full month. Yeah. you know, ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel, I, I just kind of didn't care at that point. I was almost to the point when MLB announced that they were coming back. I was almost to the point where I was like, who cares? Right. I just, whatever. Like, like can we not come to a deal? It's going to be so, I'm almost over baseball right now. Like, just give me the 2021 full season, hopefully. And, like, I don't even care about 2020 baseball, honestly. Well, is there going to be a full 2021 season? Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. my question there because yeah. the labor dispute, yeah. you know, their, their contract's up after next year. I can see them possibly holding out once yeah. again. and. I don't know. All right, back to uh, back to football here in Illinois, yeah. uh, and even basketball because, like I mentioned at the top of the show here, I'm not convinced that we're going to be able to play basketball indoors because Governor Pritzker's Phase Five doesn't happen until there's herd immunity or a vaccine or the numbers are almost completely wiped out, which our numbers in the state have gone down considerably yeah. here. But let's be real; I don't see Phase Five coming anytime this year, yeah. po- probably into next year, and moving indoors. Com- you know, brings a whole bunch of different problems in there, yeah. you know? So would you feel comfortable going inside to a basketball game? What I feel comfortable as a media member going in and covering these teams and, you know, being around these players. I just think it's, yes, you're playing football and that's one thing and you're, you know, tackling and all of that, but you still have a face mask on. I just yeah. feel like football is a little bit different than basketball in that sense. How yeah. do you feel? Basketball, maybe if there's like one person per section, <laughs> like I have a section to myself. Um, but I don't know. As I, a I, fan now, or as a you know person just going in the stands, yeah. how do you, does that feel different walking into State Farm Center as it would be Memorial Stadium? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know that I would go to a basketball game, to be honest. I hadn't really thought about it yet. I've been stuck on the football and, and baseball, but um, but yeah, it would be it would be different. Because even know. baseball, you're outside. Like right. you could socially distance. For me, the biggest thing is just being outside. I yeah. feel like you if you're wearing a mask, yeah, you're, yeah, you're outside. You know, you got air, you got breeze, yeah. you got wind. Maybe it's not any different. I don't know from yeah. a medical perspective. But for me, being inside just feels a lot different. Yeah. yeah, I I could definitely see basketball happening, but without fans for the first maybe this whole season. Yeah, probably because the first games. Early November? Yeah, I mean you're you're talking November fourth or fifth for the yeah. first game. Practices start into September, early October. Yeah, I mean if you have just the two teams and their medical staffs or whatever, I think they could probably play. Don't you think? I don't know. That's, that's less than fifty people, right? Yeah, basketball you could definitely do with yeah. less than fifty people. Now, college coaches, you know, there's different staffs, you know, yeah. but the college and pro rule does not apply to 
outdoor uh, in Pritzker's plan. Indoor, we don't know yet. Indoor has not been clear. Oh, they haven't talked about that. Correct. But outdoor, there's no 50-person limit, which is why they can do it in Memorial Stadium or okay. whatever else. This leads to my question, and I think we're going to see this at some point, but does Pritzker in, say, September come out with a phase 4.5? Yeah. Because we're not going to get to 5 Yeah. before what? I don't know, next summer? Yeah. I, I mean, when's a vaccine going to be widely available and distributed? Would you even get the vaccine you know, X, Y, Z out of that. I don't see that happening for a long time, but I did, I could we get see, to a 4.5? I did see Fauci say, I think it was earlier this week, that there is a vaccine that is going to, like, the next phase that they think they could have by, like, late, late this year or early next year. Yeah. But what are the what's the likelihood that the first vaccine that gets there is effective? You know, they we might don't have, know. They might have I mean, to find plan B, C, D, E right. before. So, um that gives a little hope, I think, sure. that, that Fauci thinks that a vaccine is getting close. But um, what's the likelihood that it's going to take effect that, that first try? Right. And f- where we're at a point where the government says, yeah, yeah, this is good. We can move into phase five where essentially everything's back to normal like it was before. Right. That's I, where I, I feel just like don't phase see that four happening. to five is just such a huge step. Yeah. Like from the get go, I felt that phase five, right. everything's back to normal. Like. Yeah, I just don't see that, that right? Makes sense. I mean, I think that's where I think you got to have some middle ground in there, yeah. you know, to appease people because yeah. okay, it's great we're indoors now at what a 50% capacity or whatever that number is, but like at the end of the day, people are going to want more, right? Yeah. And and want more and like you just keep asking for more to get back to to normal and whatever that may be. Yeah. Speaking of basketball, they pick up Brandon Lee yesterday on Thursday, uh 7 foot center out of Deerfield. For me, I saw a lot of people on Twitter just asking, "Well, what's this mean for Kofi?" Yeah. Like, okay, this doesn't mean anything for Nothing. Kofi in my eyes, right? If you can get a seven-footer late in late ad, which is what he is, I think of Jermaine Hamlin last yeah. year. They're just adding more size, which I think is hilarious because Underwood told us on multiple occasions <laughs> that size doesn't matter on his team. And then when he finally gets some size. He wants more. <laughs> he wants more. Size matters. Of course it does. Like, you want guys that are tall on your team. You want guys that are skilled and can shoot outside. And it looks like Lieb can do that a little bit. But – Look, they have a scholarship open right now. Yep. They could potentially have two more. Now, Kofi's working out on campus. I saw him running yesterday with Demonte Williams on Instagram. He's coming back, right? I mean, <laughs> why do, I don't know why he's delaying this. Let's just say it, right? I fully expect Kofi to be back. Do you think NBA will have workouts? Do you think he's holding out to, to get a workout? I think there's got to be something because yeah. they're planning to have the withdrawal date. They, I don't think they've announced the combine yet. No, I haven't seen any combine. But they did. Withdrawal date's coming like a month. Like six, five weeks? Uh, yeah, 3rd? it was like August 13th, 13th I think okay. it is. So you've got a little bit of time there. Maybe they could do workouts. You know, I think it's going to depend on where you're at in the country. Yeah. Maybe they could have some sort of – like if there's no combine, okay, let's say that. Could they get a testing in place where they bring in 50 players or something like mm-hmm. that? Or, you know, let's even say 100 players. I don't know how many players are invited to the combine. I don't know. I'm, I don't uh, know but it's not everybody. And I – with Kofi not being on any draft boards right now, I don't think he'd even get yeah. an invite to that. I saw one that someone had him prospect 100. Okay. I, I was like, I was like 51. Sure. Kofi was exactly 100 and 60 players get drafted. Right. So yeah. you're on the outside looking in either way. Yeah. Would I even get in drafted or even get invited to the combine? I've thought about that before yeah. where it's like, okay, maybe he can get a private workout, but the combine in my eyes is where it's at because that's where you want to see the interaction, yeah. you know? And the difference there is, you know, you've got these teams still finishing up their regular season. Mm-hmm. Usually the the combine, there's 
more than half the teams are already done with their season because yeah. the combine's in late May. Well, now all these teams are still working out. Where's the front office execs? Are they in the bubble? Are they not? You know, I think you just got a lot of things to work with there. Yeah. And for Io, I feel terrible, like we have in this whole situation, because it's just a, it's a terrible timing. I mean, yeah. it's that Illinois thing in my eyes, right? Of course, Illinois football gets its best team in a decade on paper, and then this happens. Yeah. You know, of course, Illinois basketball has its best team in, you know, what nine year, eight years since 2012, 13. I guess you could say, right? I think yeah. this team was better than 12, so 13. Um, so let's just say a decade plus for Illinois basketball too, right? Getting back to the tournament for the first time since 2013. And then, of course, the virus hits the once-in-a-hundred-year pandemic, right? It's just like that's so Illinois yeah. in so many senses. And yeah. I feel that with Io too, that yeah. you know, you feel bad for the kid. Uh, but what was your takeaway from a late addition here? Just, hey, okay, let's get some player with a size. Maybe he redshirts, maybe he doesn't. I, although we haven't really seen Underwood redshirt many players. Right. We've seen the transfer sit out, and I think he's a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But in my eyes, has he, has he even redshirted a guy? I don't think he has. The last retro guy I can really think of off the top of my head was Michael Finke. Yeah, I don't think anyone's been redshirted since I've been here. And I got here in 2015. Where like you can just sit out, yeah. you know, because you're not ready yet. Your yeah. body's not developed. Yeah. Finke, I haven't really thought about that until now. But like Hamlin should have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they didn't have any other options. I mean, Hamlin played mop up duty there, or when Kofi was hurt, he came in a few times in the first half. Yeah. And he, it's nothing against Jermaine. He just is not ready for that yeah. level yet. Yeah. I think Lee should redshirt and become best friends with Adam Fletcher. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I, I like it. I mean, uh, I watched, uh, before I came in here today, I watched, I found a game of his on, on YouTube. I didn't see any outside shots. I watched about a quarter and a half. But he had like eight points. He had some good touch around the rim. He's just tall and lanky. I mean, yeah. he, he's a guy that, honestly, Illinois hasn't had a long time. Mike Tisdale? He kind of looks like Mike yeah, Tisdale a little bit. Yeah, sure, and that's fine. You want yeah. those kind of players, What was right? it, 10,000 calories a day? Yeah, right. Diet. Diet. Everyone made a huge deal of that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and he still couldn't gain weight. Yeah, um, so like 7 foot 200, 205? Yeah, he lead. told me he's about 210, 215. Okay. I uh, chatted with him yesterday. Let's yeah. play a little bit of that clip here from Brandon yesterday. Uh, we caught up for uh, on the phone about five minutes. Here's a portion of our conversation. Did you grow up an Illini fan or like following the team? No, yeah, I did. You know, um, obviously, you know, just being in state, I had, um, I don't know if I mentioned to him, my uncle actually went to Illinois. He graduated, um, must have been, you know, it, it, I think not, uh, late 80s. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of instilled in me at a young age. Um, you know, I just always followed them. You know, we get the Big Ten Network here, so I watch I watch all the games when I can. Um, you know, it's it was just, it was, it was really cool for me. Um, you know, I always imagined myself out there and, you know, at least playing at that level. And then, you know, who knew it would be that actual school. Um, but it was just kind of surreal to me. Um, and it's all, it all happened. So. What have these last two weeks been like? Because Oklahoma, I saw, offered you two weeks ago today. And all of a sudden, yep. here you are committed with five, five major offers. Yeah, no, it's been crazy. Um, you know, I think I'm just so grateful, you know, for all the opportunities I'm getting. You know, all the schools... I had, you know, there were all very, you know, great options. I don't think I could have gone right, wrong with any of them. Um, but, you know, again, I just, I just felt really at home, you know, just in a, such a short amount of time with Illinois and, um, you know, their staff. And I got on a Zoom with them and was able to, you know, sort of get a feel. And they're actually of all campuses, you know, I, I couldn't really take any visits. I've actually been out there, you know, for a couple weekends. Um, last last summer, we were there for an Illinois team camp, and then I was back for the NCAA camp too. So, you know, I'm a little familiar with kind of you know the scene over there um 
and yeah, you know, it's just it's just been huge, you know, for my confidence. You know, it's just staying patient, staying with it, and I knew my time would come. So, did you like even worry at all? You know, what your future was going to hold here? I, I read somewhere. I think you talked to Derek, my other guy, Derek Piper, that you know you were considering prep school. I mean, like, how uncertain were you here at the end of June, Brandon, of like what your future was going to hold? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, yeah, I, I verbally announced um, end of April that I was going to do a year of prep school and um, reclassify to 21. Just, you know, at that point I had, you know, not, I had some options, but, you know, I thought for myself um, and for my family academically and basketball-wise, um, you know, I wanted to do a little better. But, you know, you know, after, um, you know, after in the past month or so, a bunch of schools came in um, and sort of, you know, they really, um, you know, it was just kind of out of nowhere, but, you know, it was really, it was really cool to see. Um, and again, it was just huge for my confidence. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I was at that point, you know, a couple of weeks in, I, I thought I was more leaning towards 20, you know, if I had the, had the opportunity to go to a program, you know, be, be in the strength, conditioning, nutrition, all that, you know, with the team, I think it would be, you know, more valuable than, um, than a year of prep, you know, even though I would have, had a little bit more time to think about it, but um, especially with Illinois, you know, it was really it was no thought. I just I didn't even hesitate with them. That's awesome. Give us a sense of your game for people that haven't seen you play. What, what type of player are you? Yeah, sure. You know, um, uh, you know, a bunch of coaches have been uh, just in the past two days. They call me Stretch Five. Um, so you know, I like to. I'm you know I'm a seven footer, but you know I like to play inside and out. Um, you know, my jump shot is. Just from junior to senior of high school, something I really worked on a lot. Um, you know, to be able to stretch the floor, I shot about you know forty percent from three and you know, sixty-five percent from the field. Um, so you know, I, I really I, something I wanted. I worked on a lot. You know, I had improved, and I want to keep even more consistent with it. Um, so you know, I, I'm mobile. You know, I like I still like playing inside. I think I got you know good touch with both hands inside. Um, I love being a rim protector and you know blocking shots, just using my length around the hoop. Um, and obviously, you know, for me, there's obviously some stuff I need to improve. I think, you know, strength, putting on some weight is going to help me a lot in different areas. Um, you know, at the same time, I think, you know, ball handling, being a big guy who wants to play inside out, you know, be able to put it on the deck and, you know, kind of get to the hoop um, and, you know, passing all that ability. Um, you know, I think there's a lot a lot to work with. Um, but, you know, definitely for a seven-footer, you know, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, banging down low. I like being, you know, more up and down, a little more fluid. All right, I thought he was really well-spoken, Craig, just to come in. And hey, he's grateful for his opportunity because he's a was a uh, prep school guy. Mm-hmm. And he said in April he made up his mind he was going to go to prep school. Then these flurry of offers start coming in. Two weeks ago yesterday he got his first high major offer from Oklahoma, then Oklahoma State, then DePaul, then Utah, and then Illinois. And that Illinois offer popped on Tuesday. He makes up his mind 48 hours later on <laughs> Thursday Look, he said this was his dream school. This is where he wanted to go all along. He grew up watching games. There's a different level in the Big Ten in my eyes, you know, of going to Illinois in your home state, not being that far from home, than going to all those other schools that he just listed. Yeah, for sure. And I've kind of fallen into this mold of, and I don't know what it says about me or how I evaluate things, of look at who else has offered. Like, if, yeah. Illinois, if Illinois offers a kid that has offers from mid-majors and he goes to Illinois, I'm like, mm, well, there's, sure. a, there's a reason that Power Fives have Yeah, absolutely. Offers. So the fact that he's got these back-to-back-to-back-to-back offers makes me think he's a late bloomer that people really wanted. So to get him, uh, in-state kid, always good to get the in-state kid. So people saw something in him, and I think I don't think you're going to see a lot of him in the first year and a half, two and a half years. But by a junior or senior year, he could be a contributor to the – to the post after right. Kofi leaves. And you've got – and I think that's the biggest thing right here for me. 
everyone said, well, what's this mean for Kofi? It doesn't mean anything. It just means they're adding more depth to the yeah. front court, which they need. You know, and I think their biggest need still a four. Yeah. Right. I mean, they st- they've recruited guards really, really well here. Yeah. But they haven't recruited a four where you're really excited about it yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, where you would feel like, hey, man, that that's a difference maker at the four. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's Georgie's it's prototypical four. He just had such a down year last year. Yeah, but he couldn't. He couldn't do, do anything. anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was painful to watch. If you get freshman Georgie, I think your four spot is locked up. Sure, but I don't see that. You think that was an outlier? Around. You think? Well, I just think he's more comfortable Georgie at the five. I think he's more comfortable back sure. to the basket, being a five, sure. using his footwork and being faster and quicker than the other fives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he may not be quite as big, yeah. but I think he can use his explosiveness and, and his touch around the basket in a different way. And then, you know, he just struggled to mesh with, with Kofi, yeah. you know, because Kofi demanded so much attention, right? Both defensively and offensively. And that obviously helped Illinois big time, right? I mean, Illinois wouldn't have been half the team it was last year without Kofi. No, no, no. But how does Georgie mesh with that, yeah. you know? I mean, I think that's going to be really key because they still don't have a four that you're super excited about or that's proven. I think yeah. Bossman's Verdonk shows you that on paper, like his – you look at him and you're like, dude, that's a player. Yeah. But he got hurt last year, and we still don't know what he, he can be. He huge. Yeah, he's jacked. <laughs> he looks – he got so jacked over the summer. Right? Well, not off season, I guess. But can he summer. stay healthy? I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know. What's yeah. his shot look like? I don't know. I mean – yeah. People were loving him after that exhibition game. Yeah, he right? scored like eight points in mop up. Sure. Like, oh my god, yeah. it was exhibition, guys. <laughs> it's hey, Matisse Fasile. Okay, wait, no, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> he didn't look all right whoa. either. Too far. Um, what about Grandison? Is he a four or is he a three? Yeah, I think he's like a three four. Yeah. I see Grandison and Austin Hutcherson kind of in that same role. They're like six six. Yeah. If Grandison you know, can six, guard seven. the four, I think. Grandson at four, Kofi at five, and then throw three guards out, and you got a pretty good lineup. Yeah, can they and can they defend? I think that's my question, right? right? They yeah. both shot really well at their right. uh, previous school, but can you defend the four? Yeah. Right. Well, I always look at it as like the Lamar Stevens factor. That dude has been a pain in Illinois side for four years, and can you guard? Can you find someone that can guard a Lamar Stevens? Demonte. Yeah. Right. Shut him down. He did. He, you were oh, at that well, game. I wouldn't say shut down. He still scored 11, I think. Like, I think yeah. Or 12. But, but he, I remember he was like 3 of yeah. 12 from yes. the field or something yes. like that. He really struggled from the field. That was fun. Richard Patino still doesn't know who DeMonte is either. <laughs> did you see that video yesterday with DeMonte, the Illinois yeah. basketball put out? That was McCaffrey, it was Jordan right? Mc, or uh, yeah. Connor McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was better than yours. Yeah, dude, that yeah. was pretty great. Yeah. I love that. I gave that a retweet. Yeah. That was Man, fantastic. Man, DeMonte right? doesn't get enough credit. Where does DeMonte play? Yeah. I mean, this is a good problem for Who? Illinois to have, but like, does Demonte start next year? He's a senior. Yeah, Trent he has defends. to start. Who's going to be your st- what's going to be your starting lineup? I was just going to say that, but I think we're too far out. I don't know. I was going to throw out: Does Adam Miller or Andre Corbello start? I think Corbello starts day one. You think so? Yeah. I think you got to put Trent in there somewhere, though. Right. I, I think Adam Miller's probably the guy out right now. I think he'll be a bench piece at least early. Okay. I think Andre is more of a come off the bench kind of guy. I think Miller wants Yeah. I think he 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 he's more about the starting role. I think Andre sure. Curbelo is more of an Andre Spelese. Andre Spelese like, could come off the I'll, beach I'll come off and do bench whatever. and no big deal. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. If I had to say right now, I think Kofi's back at your 5. I think Georgie's still going to start at the 4. What three guard combination yeah. do you throw out there? And I think uh, Grandison and Hutcherson also provide some interesting depth pieces in there as well. I don't think either of them are going to start, 
but I think we forget about them a little bit because they, you know, were out last year, you know, sitting out because of yeah. their transfer, you know. But where does DeMonte fit in there? I don't know. Do you, if you start Carbello at the one, where does Trent fit in there? Yeah. Where does Adam fit in there? Where does DeMonte fit in there, you know? I think one of the freshmen starts, at least to start the year, I think one of the freshmen starts with Trent and DeMonte. So if you and trust I, I, Trent on the ball, yeah, I think you start Adam. But if you don't trust Trent with the ball getting into the offense, then probably Andre. What's my odds for Andre Corbello starting day one? Give me like a oh. plus 140. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we're, we're too early to start All talking right. basketball. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, IHSA, look, man, I don't know if your thoughts have changed. You probably haven't thought about it a lot. I have serious concerns here. We're going to play high school football this yeah. fall. Yeah. As you we've moved here, and it's been a couple months since we've talked here. Any thoughts have changed on that? I mean, if you had to say right now, do you think they're playing high school football? I would say likely no, and that's only because I did talk to a high school football coach a couple a couple nights ago, just catching up. Nice. And he said he's like, I don't think we're playing this year. So that's coming from a high school football coach. So I'm going to agree with him because he's more in the know than me. I've I'm, been pretty disconnected. Craig, I'm just having a hard time believing. We're going to see high school football yeah. this fall, which is really going to suck. I yeah. mean, I'm going to feel terrible for these seniors, you know, because, okay, the basketball players and, okay, baseball, softball, I know those are – I'm not taking anything away, but, like, there's something about your senior year of high school football that is just special, mm-hmm. you know, and I just have my doubts at this point. And I'm trying to be optimistic in that sense, you know what I mean? I feel like I've been more negative than positive about it even with coaches that I've talked to. But I think the realistic coaches, on the outside look on camera, they're going to say, yeah, of course, we're going to be optimistic. <laughs> you turn the camera off, it's a little bit different story there. you know, Because they get it. I mean, there's more important things than high school football yes. and health and keeping fans away and all that kind of stuff. And even if you only have – you get two tickets, one for mom or dad or whoever else you want to invite to the game or whatnot, I just have a hard time believing. Because there's not going to be any tests. You can't keep these kids in a bubble. You can't test all the kids in the state. There's just not enough to go around. I mean, it doesn't make sense for you to be able to do that. How do you implement all of those things? Even going to school. I mean, I have doubts about how school's going to play out, you know, yeah. at, at this fall. So, I don't know. It's it's disappointing. I hope we're wrong in that sense. I hope they can figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then selfishly from a media standpoint, covering high school football is one of my favorite things, you know. Oh, yeah. And so Friday nights are great. It's uh it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a different yeah. feel. Yeah. It's um same feel we had in the spring when yeah. when baseball got canceled because those those seniors for them it kinda came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Um I mean if you if the football season's canceled, um I would probably say the majority of the football players are multi sport athletes. So hopefully they get some kind of sport in uh this school year, but I don't think anything is like high school football, like you said. Yeah. So. Well, and if you even if a couple of those guys send up for the golf team or whatever, yeah. you know, let's say volleyball's canceled. I did think it was interesting that Craig Anderson, when I asked him last week, could you see some sports and not all, yeah. and he said yes. Uh, that was very interesting to me that he was willing yeah. to go ahead with cross country or you name whatever sport, individual golf sports that you can kind of get away from. People. Sure. Yeah. Like, Why golf's playing now? Like. Why couldn't you play golf exactly. in high school? Exactly. You know? So even if a kid. You know, it was on the football team, wanted to play golf or run cross country. It just has a different feel, Yeah. you know, and yep. I don't know. We'll see. I hope we're wrong, but sitting here June 26th today, I just don't necessarily have a great feeling that, you know, we're going to we're gonna see high school football or even sports at all. Are we going to see high schoolers even in school? I don't know. Something breaks out again here. Yeah. Uh, if we get a Florida in that sense in Illinois, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But it's fun, Craig. Thanks. That's we'll it? Do, we'll do it again. Are That's we done? It. We're done. Anything you want to add? 
It's your show. No, it's great. <laughs> We're 39 minutes in. Okay. It's good stuff. Thanks for coming in, Craig. The WCI 3-in-1 podcast. Marley might be back next week. I don't know. Hopefully she doesn't have coronavirus. Mm. Hopefully she's yeah. not one of those 9,000 today. I oh. bet she's just chilling on the beach. It's a good life. I, I texted her last night. She said she was uh, planning on it. So, mm. you know. Must be nice. To Marley, drink in your hand. Hopefully no. Well, maybe it's a Corona. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to Craig's red beard as well. Thanks for coming in, man. We'll talk to you soon. Next time on the WCIA 3. Hey,